Blog Talk Radio. Father, 
We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to be able to come before you again electronically. We know that these days are going to be um, probably limited. We don't know when. And we praise you for every opportunity that you give us to be able to gather. We understand prophetically from J. Vernon McGee and a number of others that are highly trustworthy in their prophecies, Father. And we're not here on this earth during the period uh, that Stanley Frodsham prophesied about regarding the uh, seducing spirits and the release of them upon the prophetic uh, tongues of many across the world. Father, I, I just want to say thank you and praise you. And I cannot, I, words cannot describe, Lord Jesus, the words cannot describe, Father God, how much I personally, and I believe that every other person joining me in prayer t tonight, prayer and also maybe some learning um, together, uh, Father, I don't think any of us can express uh, to, from the bottom of our hearts to the, the, the magnitude of how much we desire to love you even more than we already do, how much, Lord Jesus, that we desire to love you even more than we already do. We pray that you will pour out just an endless stream of living water, uh, an endless stream of uh, your love upon our cups and allow our cups to overfill and overflow uh, with endless desire, immeasurable desire to please you, to walk in your uh, will at all times, to not, not have you as our co-pilot like some people say, but to have you as our actual pilot, to, to be able to hear your still small voice and to have faith. Uh, if our faith was taken away from us from a series of events or it was diminished to some degree uh, by a series of events of events in our lives, Father, we pray that you will over, help us to overcome those challenges and help us to un understand, or maybe not, maybe we don't need to understand as much as we need to just surrender to you and b believe with all of our heart that you are going to pour out uh, a, a, an uh, immeasurable amount of anointing upon us in such a way that, that we are able to, again, trust uh, in our, you know, casting of lots before you to understand, uh, you know, your word and be able to know when it is that we are turn are to turn, you know, to the left hand or to the right hand, you know, as, as Isaiah 30, 21 says. Father, we need to be able to walk in a time, particularly now, uh, where we are able to hear your voice. But it's not a matter of just hearing your voice, Father God. We're praying in Jesus' name, please, in accordance with the promises of Mark. Mark 11, 23, Lord Jesus, please. We are asking you, the Father, to pour out a double, a double portion, triple portion, a quadruple portion anointing upon us that we are able to trust, that we are able to completely, it's, it, 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 we trust you in a lot of things, but we need to be able to trust you in everything. We need to be able to completely and fully surrender and know that he has nothing in us, just like Jesus said in regard to the, the accuser of the brethren. At least then we would have some understanding that, uh, you know, as to what what it is we are going through, uh, whether you know whether whether it be chastening, whether it possibly be just you know a test. Uh, there are so many kingdom dynamics that many of us are experiencing, and we are we're unable to plug them into exactly what scriptures uh, they they fit into. Uh, and Father, we just need to be able to come to a place where we are so utterly, uh, just utterly overwhelmed with a desire to please you and to walk in your will that you that you would 
would anoint us, that you would overflow our cup, that we would come to that place of trust where, the, where, where, where whatever it was that has happened to us in our past, uh, you know, if, if, if that be the case, that may, um, you know, make us question, uh, um, you know, again, casting of lots and trusting the word and, uh, you know, trusting, you, you know, that we're hearing your voice appropriately. We have seen so many, Father, so many people, dozens and dozens of well-known evangelical prophets that have fallen, well, quite frankly, zero. They have hit no balls. They haven't even the ball, the base, the, the, the analogous baseball bat has not once touched the baseball at all in the last almost two years. Father, we just praise you. And we, we, uh, we know that there are a lot of our brothers and sisters out there that are, uh, you know, trying their very, very best to, to serve you, Father, on YouTube. But we also know that we are living in a time that probably places us dead center of the Olivet Discourse uh, without any understanding whatsoever of how long this could drag out. Um, and that gives us a significant, in fact, a supreme disadvantage. Uh, we may have an, a very great advantage by understanding the, a pretty good understanding of what it is, uh, you know, uh, at least the, the top 10 events, if you will, that we should be looking for to help us to gauge, uh, you know, that, that moment that, you know, we should look up because our redemption draws nigh. But, but and, we, and we know that we should, we, that our walk should be in a continuous state of sanctification, drawing in closer to you. And, and I appreciate, Father, the incredible gift that you have given me as of late uh, uh, of seeing 1111s everywhere, uh, even laminating one of them, as you know, just now and, and not being able to figure out where to put it. Uh, Father, I just praise you and I want to, you know, I just pray for every single person that is joining us tonight, every single person who's a regular listener of the program, that, Father, that you will anoint them with that double, triple, quadruple portion of anointing that we, each one of us may need to some degree or another, or maybe even more, uh, to, to come to that place where uh, the, the trials, the tribulations, the difficulties, the, uh, the, the incorrect prophetic words that we have heard over the last, particularly over the last uh, 10, 11, 12 years in some cases, um, Father, that they will not, uh, and also experiences that we may have personally gone through where we believe with all of our heart from the very bottom of our heart that what we were requesting from you uh, was, you know, uh, a, a, an absolutely anoint, you know, righteous request. And, um, and maybe the opposite happened. Maybe we did not receive that blessing. And Father, it is so very, very difficult for us to maintain our faith when we are not rewarded with uh, some sign. And I know, I know the scripture says, you know, uh, um, that, you know, that, that we shouldn't be seeking for a sign. Uh, but Father, we're just talking about relationship. We're praying, Father, for our relationship to grow ever closer to you. And that requires us to be able to, to hear a confirmation, to see something, to be able to, if we are listening with our ears, you know, in a spiritual way, if we are watching the things, in this, the, the, you know, the various things that we see around the us in this hologram existence in this prison planet containment zone that we are trapped in right now father if we are if we are trying as hard as we can to hear but yet at the same time we you know the the, the our own personal human flesh recollection of prior prayers and struggles that we have gone through and the outcome of those 
series of prayers uh, or series of prayers uh, was the opposite of perhaps what we expected. Father, we, it, it, can, it can have a tendency, as you know, certainly, uh, to cause us to have doubts cause us to have doubts of whether or not we're hearing right from you. Um, Father, we also are aware uh, that a, you know, a lot of our brothers and sisters that we have come to trust over the years uh, have been caught up by the seducing spirits. Uh, we know that a lot of the prophetic words that they have stated uh, did not, in fact, come true multiple times. Uh, we know that some of the things they speculated on through their implication of uh, you know, implying to the people that they were talking to that they were hearing from the Lord uh, and then came and then you know subsequently came out and and stated things that were you know absolutely as untrue as untrue could be and father this has been happening now for so many years it, it in and i think many of us many of us in our walk have experienced similar dynamics and it it puts us in a, a very big disadvantage in our in our in, in the place that we desire to be in as we as we struggle and strive and uh pray uh, fervently oftentimes with tears in our eyes wondering what went wrong wondering why not understanding and and uh you know recognizing the different things that that could potentially you know it doesn't necessarily mean that we did anything bad it could be a test uh you know we're constantly tested to you know order for us to be able to grow uh you know but it could be chastening but sometimes we're not sure if it, we are being chastened sometimes we're not sure if every little thing that we're thinking in our heart is the, is in alignment with your will um we make assumptions you know but we don't know for certain sometimes if, if they are right or wrong we have even seen people that we know have an anointing that, that have been blessed by you and 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 have uh given up uh, you know their lives really to serve you father and we've even seen them make statements that are just so blatantly incorrect uh, that it, it 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 just calls us in in our hearts. It calls us into, the whole thing into question. Sometimes it's not that we don't believe that they had received that anointing, and that a lot of the things that they are sharing with people are uh, is true. But when they come out and say, you know, something really really big that we all know. We just know in our hearts that it is absolutely beyond incorrect. Um, Father, it, it, it throws, it just brings doubt into our minds. It brings doubt. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and in accordance with Mark eleven twenty three, where you have said to us, Lord Jesus, and we stand on this promise, we hold it up before the throne room, we believe, or otherwise we wouldn't pray it. You said, Lord Jesus, have faith in God, whatever you ask in my name, uh, whenever you ask, whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive it, and you will have them. And Lord Jesus, we are just believing, we are praising you to, to honor these promises prayers that we lift up before you. We, we we pray, Father God, and declare in the name of Jesus that these prayers uh, uh, and, and, and the teachings and the uh, sharing of information that occurs on this program this evening, Father God, be wrapped in a, in a, in a supernatural uh, holy fire that is blown white hot uh, by, the, by a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit. We pray now in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, that that holy fire burns white, that it wraps itself around our prayers as a stream of fire that scatters the darkness and melts the firmament of the rock, allowing it to unite with the glory pillar that you are hearing us right now. We know that speaking in tongues bypasses the attempts of the darkness to be able to come and, and intercept our prayers in the spiritual realm. And Father God, we need to have these advantages now. We need to know that we are walking in accordance with your will. We need to know that um, uh, that, that uh, 1 John 3, 
37 is, uh, is, is indeed every, every bit a part of our life, that in fact we are living it, uh, that he who practices righteousness is righteous just as he, Jesus, is righteous. Father, we need to believe this with all of our heart. We cannot be that person who asks for wisdom from you, Father God, in James 1, 5, and then has a secondary doubt that slips into our mind and prevents us from continuous praise to you, Lord Jesus, for that praise. Because when we praise, when we sing those praises, the shackles will be broken. The, the prisoners in the, in the, uh, in the uh, jail will hear those praises. The Father will be glorified in the Son, John 14, 13, and 14. And we have met all the requirements to, to believe with all of our heart and not even consider that we could be ha- to have any doubts in our minds. And, Father, we need to come to that place where we are able to cast lots and know that the, that the devil is not intercepting our, our communication with you, that, that uh, like, like, like Isaiah 30, 21 says, you will hear a voice in your ear behind you saying, this is the way walk, this, you know, this is the way walk in it whenever you turn to the left hand and whenever you turn to the right. Father, the experience I had that night that uh, Trisha ran out uh, into the darkness and I, in a disgusted manner, went back up into my office, Father God, and I just sat there because I was not going to go chasing after her and, 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 and all the other things that had happened that, night, that evening. And then you told me that I could feel it. I could just practically hear your voice. And you told me to go out and get her. And Father God, then I, then I just said, okay. And I went and got in my car and I had no idea where I was going. Uh, she had a, 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 a more than an hour head start on foot and uh, in the dark. And uh, I just started driving my car, had no idea where I was going to go. And I just kept saying, Holy Spirit, show me the way. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, lead me. And my car turned. I had no idea which way I was going. And I turned directly behind a shopping mall, drove through it, went over all the speed bumps, passed all the garbage dumps. And I pulled around the corner and there she was sitting on the sidewalk in a terrible state, uh, hidden behind uh, a a newspaper uh, uh, dispenser box, Father. And that was impossible. And we're praying right now in the name of Jesus that this is exactly the kind of thing that happens to us all on a regular basis. We need to be able to punch our way through that firmament of the rock, completely push away the demons of darkness. We need to be able to stand in faith. We need to have uh, not not have any second thoughts that could be injected into our heart as a fiery dart by the demons of darkness uh, that, that are sent in sometimes in incredible numbers against us to find a single pinhole. Uh, to to be able to get one of those darts of doubt through. And Father, we need to be able to overcome that. We need to believe with all of our heart, and we need to have no faith, no second, no doubts, none whatsoever. And we need to be able to bow our heads, cast lots, believe that we are hearing from you, no, and be able to act upon it, even when it is a humongous decision that might completely turn our lives upside down. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will anoint us all with that anointing. We need it now more than ever before. And we thank you, Father, with all of our heart. I have heard what you have told me in my heart over and over again that I am to cover uh, that uh, teaching again regarding uh, uh, combat in the heavenly realm, and I'm going to do it. Uh, praise God. How Satan stops our prayers. I praise you, Father God, for, that, for, for pushing me in that direction. I know that it means that we have some new listeners, that they need to hear the teaching, that they don't know how to search and find it. 
it from before, and uh, and and I just praise you for that, Father. And I'm going and I out of obedience, I'm going to go there. Hallelujah! And I thank you for that, Father. We need that anointing. We praise you for that anointing. We need to know that we are walking in accordance with your will. We need more direction. We need to be able to course correct if we are examining ourselves in accordance with your with with, with the Scripture, Father God, that as as we are told to do. Uh, and again, First Corinthians 11, uh, uh, 28 and 31 and 32. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus. As long as we are trying our best to examine ourselves and, and we believe that we are walking the right in a righteous manner, Father, we, it, we, we're going to need additional assistance directly from the throne room, additional assistance directly from the Holy Spirit, additional assistance directly from our Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, our friend, our Savior, our the lover of our souls, we pray, oh Lord Jesus, that you... It's not just a matter of asking you to please uh, help us through these these challenges and continuing to, to be our advocate before the Father, but we are asking you, Lord Jesus, please, to step forward on our behalf. We, we've come, we've been praying for so long. There are so many challenges that we need to be able to overcome right now. You know more than anybody in the entire universe is that this is the time, you know, other than our Father, which, which you and our Father are one, that, 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 that this, this time is far more... It's just it's just unbelievably awful, and and and, and the, you know the challenges that we have set before us are beyond words. We know that the scripture says that the, you know the you know, the saints will you know be put in a p- position in the book of Daniel where where we will essentially run out of gas, and we many of us have already run out of gas. I see people falling to the wayside, having difficulty standing in their faith, having difficulty wanting to serve you, uh, wanting to escape the the news because we've been drugged through the ringer for so many years. We understand, Father. We understand, and we pray you for the opportunity that you have given us. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we will buck up, become good soldiers for you, and that we will remember forevermore, thank you, Jesus, the example that, that you gave us when you admonished uh, Peter uh, and told him, uh, if you love me mo- three times, three times, feed my sheep in three different ways. And we praise you, Lord Jesus, for that guidance. We pray that we are given the strength and the discernment in order to be able to be strong enough to continue to feed uh, your sheep, Lord, in whatever manner that we can, especially if it is uh, for those who are shy, who have no, uh, who have uh, great challenges sociologically to be able to, you know, touch people uh, by by sharing conversation with them. A lot of people are, a lot of the believers, especially in this time, Lord God, uh, are very shy. We understand, you know, Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will overlook that that, that, that you know that that shyness that you will through an anointing through that anointing that we are asking the, you to pour out upon us, not only for discernment, uh, but 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 also far. In, in accordance in the same manner and in the same magnitude we're praying father also that you will give us uh that extra courage to be able to 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 uh to serve you father god in whatever way uh you know that 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 is most appropriate for the gifts that you have given us in our walk the different att- personality attributes our desire to praise you that our desire to to uh spend more and extra time in prayer for other people uh to encourage the gifts that were that you know the these, these these incredible anointings that, that are written about in your scripture, Father God, the the, the, the simplicity that G, uh, Jesus' brother James uh, placed upon our 
our walk, uh, to feed the, you know, to, 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 uh, um, to, uh, you know, visit, I, I may have this backwards, but to, to, uh, to feed the widows and or, or to visit the widows and, and, and the, uh, orphans and to just love and to give. And Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus, whatever it is that our calling is, that it will become ever evident, that the evidence will grow in our hearts, it will overwhelm us, and that your anointing will just overflow our cups to a point that, Father, in Jesus' name, that we cannot help. We cannot help that we get a thrill, we get a joy in our heart when we know that we, when we see that 1111, when we know that we are walking in your will, okay, when we, when we uh, uh, dodge that bullet, when we... Uh, have a mini miracle occur in our lives when we get the perfect word by casting of lots father god we pray that you will continue to build our faith continue to 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 pour out that cup of righteousness upon us father god more now now more than ever before and a golden cup of forgiveness upon us father god for even the sins that we are unaware that we may be committing because we are unable to discern all the time appropriately your still small voice please father god continue to remember that we are from the dust as it says in Psalm 111 uh, verse uh, I believe it's uh, I believe it's uh, let me see Psalm 111 um, 103 verse 11 12 probably 13 or 14 Father God I just praise your holy name and I thank you for this opportunity again to be able to lift you up in praise to be able to share uh, words of uh, amazing words that many I would say probably 99.99999% of Christians out there have not yet even heard, let alone put into practice. And what an anointing, what a blessing, what a privilege it is to share something that is so vitally important for the days that we are in right now to help us to be able to be on our A game, okay, for the time that we are in and and maybe even our A++ game uh, for the days that we have coming ahead of us and not to fall back, not to slip down, not to become discouraged, not to let that overcome us and, and, and draw us into a, uh, into a, uh, a state of mind that is uh, unproductive and uh, is uh, not moving in the right direction to serve you, Father God, with the anointing that we were meant to have for the days that we are in right now. We give you all the praise, honor, glory, and power, Father God. We thank you. For, we praise you, Father God. We praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the things that are happening across the world. Praise you for your righteous judgments, Father God. For your, When your righteous judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26, verse 9, and Psalm 119, verse 62. At midnight we will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. Psalm 91 tells us that we will see the, un, uh, the, we will see the reward of the, un, uh, the unrighteous, <clears throat> Father. God, as a thousand fall to our left side and a ten thousand to our right, and then it will not come near us. Father, we need to be brought to a place in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ where this does not drag us down, this does not depress us, this does not cause us to fall away, but it supercharges our faith and helps us to understand how close we are. And we give you glory for that, Father. And we ask for that quadruple portion of anointing to be poured out upon us. And Lord Jesus, once again, we hold up before you your very words. Mark 11:23 in the name of Jesus that these things happen to us father that beyond even be that these things happen to us in spite of ourselves in spite of ourselves in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray out of faith amen 
tonight, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, is November the 12th of 2021. Uh, the time now is 7.26 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. And I don't, you know, if you don't believe that that's true, well, then you just don't. That's fine. You, you, you probably grew up in evangelical churchianity, and that's fair enough. Or you went to theological training. <laughs> That'll definitely teach you that the United States is not Babylon the Great. Or you read, you know, certain books or studied. That's okay. But this is Babylon the Great. That's a fact. Okay. Anyway, praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. I know this, um, I, and I thank you for revealing it to me, and I praise you for revealing it to Dimitri Dudeman, uh, to send him as one of the most anointed people probably on the face of the earth at that moment in time, uh, multiple visits from angels confirming, uh, you know, uh, being uh, introduced to the entire Christian community in the very first, uh, in the very, very first um, Christian television show in the world uh, that was hosted by Lester Sumrall, who introduced Dimitri Dudeman, a Romanian pastor who was beaten uh, near death multiple times by Romanian uh, uh, communist police for smuggling Bibles into Romania. Okay, and the work of his son, uh, grandson, Michael Boldia, as he was called and responded to the call by the visitation of the angels. Uh, to the United States of America uh, to, uh, to to warn people all across the country as he was commanded, and he did uh, through, with the assistance of his grandson, Michael Boldia, and it was exceedingly clear because every single church that he went to, he warned them that God himself told him that this is Babylon the Great. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's all the confirmation that this guy needs. Praise Jesus. And of course, we've got Henry Groover, who proves it once again when he was given an anointed vision multiple times uh yes he's pro he's uh, spoken this forth uh you know on and, and particularly the first time that i am aware of in in, in and around about 1988 uh when uh he was on the prophecy uh club praise god thank you jesus so we have confirmations we have confirmations from a a allen in 1954 one of the most anointed generals of of your Father God leadership and, and power flow with the, with the gift of miracles and divine healing, both uh, bringing sight to the blind uh, and, and healing people from deadly diseases on video in many cases. And many of those videos are still out there. And we praise you for that, Father. We thank you for that. And just place it upon our heart to watch those things. Place it upon our heart to help us to understand that even in 1954, he was shown uh, um, um, missiles uh, flying out of the sea, uh, you know, uh, uh, like fish, he said, jumping out of the sea. He he didn't even know what they were. And then he saw the explosions, and he said they looked very much like Hiroshima. And and then in, in 1954, there wasn't even a such thing as a submarine launch uh, nuclear missile. So, Father God, these are all massive confirmations that this is Babylon the Great. Father, I, I pray in the name of Jesus that people will be brought to discernment before it is too late. We have hundreds and hundreds, if not millions of fellow brothers and sisters that are, uh, you know, part of the evangelical persuasions, and they believe the, the wrongful teachings of so many other people, uh, and, and, and have been to theological schools and things, and have been wrongfully taught, and not even realizing that the Rockefeller Foundation and the Trilateral, uh, the Rockefeller Foundation 
Foundation and the uh, uh, the uh, John Burke Society and other demonic uh, sponsored agencies were funding these schools when they were going to them at the time. And then, of course, the, you know, the, being taught by man and not by God. Oh, Lord, Father, forgive us for not being obedient to your word. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will continue to pour out that spirit of discernment upon us. We thank you, Father God. It is now 7.30 p.m. In the, in the United States of Babylon the Great. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. And in Jesus' name, it's November 12th of 2021, the 8th of Kislev 5782. The next holiday is, get this, Hanukkah, of, which is, starts this year on November the 29th. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, I've got to get out my little um, my little oil candles. And ha- praise God. That's really neat. Hallelujah. I didn't know it was so close. Wow. Yeah, it's very close. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. All right. And tonight, together, we light the Sabbath candles. I like the light three. One for the Father. One for the Son. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. And one for the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to start out tonight. This is going to be a, te- a little bit of a teaching episode, but we are going to pray. We are going to take um, uh, um, a communion together. It is only a two-hour program. Um, I know a lot of people who listen over podcasts really, really, really struggle with the three-hour sessions. This is very important. Uh, the Lord has placed it upon my heart. I, I don't know why, but I just kept on hearing in my spirit over and over again. Uh, combat in the spiritual realm. You need to go over it again. How Satan stops our prayers. Combat in the spiritual realm. You need to go over it again because uh, the, the body of Christ is incredibly, they are fantabulously. And I make, I'm taking that word. We've all heard it before. It's not even a word. I'm going to take that word because you know what? It's the only way I know how to express the, the level, the degree, the magnitude of the confusion that is out there. And we don't understand why people that can, can get on YouTube, people can, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, have, you know, what, what appears to us to be anointed ministries, a long history, perhaps we believe in our hearts, perhaps. We believe or think that, well, you know, gee, uh, you know, uh, God must be speaking through him. After all, they got this right or that right. Um, you know, and, 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 and we all see through the mirror dimly. We all prophesy in part. Uh, you know, it, it, we, we, Father, we just don't know our scripture very well. And, um, and I'm also directing this to the listeners. Praise Jesus. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna figure that out. We're going to talk about that this evening. Praise God. At, you know, as a part of this gathering. Thank you, Jesus. Because, again, you know, I, I can't not. You know, it's one thing if I just thought about it once. It's another thing if I, like, keep on – it's like over and over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's that's what was coming upon me. That was multiple multiple times. Uh, you know, I don't even know how many, but probably three or four times it was impressed upon my heart to cover this material again. Uh, praise God. And if I, you know – let me just say that when I played uh, the doubleheader with uh, Sarah Manet's vision on that Sunday night, uh, where I took a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, um, personal time off, um, praise Jesus, the, the, the number of people that have emailed me uh, and thanked me, because, see, they don't know how to go back and search the archives. They don't know how to operate podcast applications. They don't know how to search for these things. They don't know where it is at tribulation-now.org. I, I, you know, I, I don't even know how to get the information. Unless I repeat it, I don't know how to get it out to the, the new listeners that need to be able to hear these things. And, and you know what? Here's another truth. This is a fact. And anybody who doesn't understand this as a fact, 
fact, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I'm telling you in Jesus' name and before a mighty God that this is an absolute righteous fact. And if and, and you cannot learn the scripture if you read it once, twice, three times. It's not going to happen. You will you will only learn it to a certain level. Um, uh, you you won't be able to. Cl- there are levels of understanding, and you won't be able to achieve a spiritual understanding of the Scripture until you get past certain obstacles, and it requires many, 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 many readings. I had somebody email me, praise Jesus, uh, uh, you know, just recently saying, Brother John, can you help me? I'm reading the book of Lamentations, and can you tell me uh, when are these things going to come to pass? And I said, Brother, I just told him what I felt in my heart. Now, a lot of people probably disagree with me, and that's fine. I, I, I'm totally cool with everybody disagreeing with me that that means absolutely i'm i answer to the father and that's as simple as that and uh i know that and um and so um so anyway uh i gotta do what i gotta do um so and and i and i have many 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 reasons that i never have time on the radio show to give testimony of sometimes those testimonies take hours to give because because you've got to understand that it's not just that i felt an impression on my heart for one at one time it's because I've had multiple mini miracles over three or four years of time confirming them because the Lord knew that I was starting to have doubts in some of the things that I believe. And then I would get another confirmation, and it was mind-bending. So it's very difficult to share multiple mini miracle confirmations that have been given to me, the things that have been shown to me, and to be able to – how can I do that? There's too many of them. I have a whiteboard in my hallway right outside of the Golden JIB studios right now, praise his holy name, because I put it there because I was having so many, many miracles, and I had to start keeping track of them. I, I've created a, a, a one-note notebook. I don't even know how many hundreds of, of many miracles that I've collected over the time. Uh, that was a recommendation by Brother Chuck Misler. Uh, you know, the, the, we're never going to understand the scripture until we understand so many fundamental things. They're so fundamental, but nobody gets it so few people get it some people do but it's rare it's rare it's 24 karat gold we have to understand that god speaks in the eternal he speaks in the eternal when he tells when there when you're reading that scripture and you see something that appears to be a paradox you know you've got to understand that yes it is a paradox it absolutely is it contradicts itself absolutely contradicts itself, hallelujah, because the unbelievers, the people that do not understand that God is speaking eternally, that those scriptures are making eternal references, and if you don't understand that, you can't read the first half and then the second half and not scratch your head, and you've got to get past that. You've got to be able to understand that that eternity is woven into those words. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You've got to be able to understand that your walk, praise God, is not associated with what you see in this realm. Your walk is associated with God bringing you to an expected end. Jeremiah 29, I think it's verse 11. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We have got to get to that place where we're able to read the scripture and perceive it from from an eternal viewpoint. Thank you, Jesus. And then suddenly it will all snap together. And uh, again, the brother that asked me about lamentations, I told him, I said, Brother, listen, you know, go ahead and read Lamentations all you want to. Go ahead and read Ezekiel all you want to. Go ahead and read all of the Old Testament all you want to. I, I encourage anyone who feels led to do so to do so. Hallelujah. But I also said to him, brother, when you're reading those scriptures, you're not reading the Jesus part of the Bible. 
Now, it's not that, that Jesus isn't confirmed like 50 bazillion times. I have no idea what the count is. I even have uh, the Blue Letter Bible or whatever they call it. Uh, it's a, it's a NLT, which is really a cool translation. It misses on some areas, but that's okay. A lot of them do. All of them do, really. Um, uh, the, the closest one that I can find for memorization purposes, I, if I was to pick a paper Bible, it would be a New King James Parallel Amplified. Because at least with the Amplified, you get a, um, a little bit more of the Strong's woven into it so you get uh, multiple adjectives, multiple adverbs, multiple dynamics and meanings woven into the scripture that you wouldn't get from the New King James. But at least with the New King James, uh, you're, you're, you're not, your mind is not getting befuddled by these and thous and all that old English stuff, which quite frankly uh, – and plus the other thing about the, the King James, not only is it inaccurate in far, 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 far more ways than most uh, you know, uh, Christians understand, uh, but it will mislead you because um, when it was written – and the Lord revealed this to me. It was kind of miraculous. I bought a 1611 King James with the with the 14 or I'm sorry, yeah, 14 books of the Apocrypha. I think it is uh, that were included. I wanted to see it for, with my own eyes. Now it was a replica. If it was the real thing, it would have been probably millions of dollars. And of course, I'm I'm a little short on that. Um, praise God. But anyway, um, uh, and that was tongue in cheek, okay. But anyway, I, I and when I bought it, it came with this, uh, you know, almost like laminated like flyer kind of a thing. And I opened it up and it said the history of the King James Bible. By the way, I can tell you there's some teachers out there that do a, a, t a teaching on the history of the King James Bible. They go into the Essenes, uh, carrying away the scrolls and supposedly hiding them. The Essenes were some rabbinical Jews uh, that uh, had found the scrolls and thought, thought of them as a type of a treasure and supposedly hid the Textus Receptus. And then, uh, you know, that was protected by God uh, from the Latin Vulgate uh, version. I find it very interesting that the Vulgate version leaves out a, a ton of exceedingly important scriptures, which is uh, the case with the NIV uh, that comes from the Latin Vulgate, uh, you know, and, and there's a lineage uh, that, you know, that, that you can track. And um, but the thing is, people get really hung up on it. Um, I'm not I'm not it's not a hang up for me. I believe that all you know, if you want to hug your King James and think that you figured it out, God bless you. Uh, you know, I, I'm not here to correct anybody's course. I'm just here to share my testimony and help people understand that it took the Lord. I mean, I you know I was baptized in the Holy Spirit at the age of nine, speaking in tongues. My mom had to keep me out of school for three days because I was so absolutely anointed by the presence of the Holy Spirit that I, I could not function. I could hardly speak. I just sat there as a little nine-year-old boy in, in my bed, really, uh, cry, crying and holding my Bible and reading it feverishly. I didn't want anybody to bother me. I wanted to be alone with the Lord. Um, you know, my mom knew that I was like, you know, I rode in the back of the car uh, on the way home uh, in a state of shock. I, I was, I couldn't articulate verbally. I, you know, I was just like, you know, so absolutely body slammed by the presence of the Holy Spirit that it was it was utterly overwhelming. Now not everybody receives a baptism of the Holy Spirit that same exact way. Okay, so don't become discouraged and think that maybe you didn't get it because you didn't have that same type of an experience. Okay, but a lot of people do. All right, praise God. And uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. That's not what this is about. All right, praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. But it is about uh, you know helping people to understand and get past the confusion. Get past the confusion that we are in right now. And to understand why, 
Okay, at least a little part of the why. There's a it's it's um there's a multitude of whys, uh, you know that, uh, that we are going through the things that we're going through right now, um, and I I don't think I can articulate all of them, and I and I certainly don't think I know all of them. All right, pray pray for renewal. How about that? That just popped up on my Echo Five. Pray for renewal. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Oh Lord. And I pray that everybody who's listening to this program, whether they are listening live or they are listening to a recorded podcast, prays with me in one accord before your throne, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will renew. If we're praying for a renewal because you sent me the message, I saw it with my eyes. I know that you are asking us to pray for that renewal, and we pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you will renew all things in our walk, that you will renew our sanctification, that you will renew our ability to discern, that you will renew our faith, Father God, that you will renew our strength, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you will renew our relationship with you, that we will draw into you, Father God, with a fervency like we have never had before in our entire walk. We thank you Father, we pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues to fall upon everybody out there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, before we go on, and we are, and I got to watch my time. Uh, thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Uh, I, I want to share this testimony because a lot of people out there will not understand why I believe what I know is a fact. Okay, and and it's very important. All right. Now I'm going to start out. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm just you know as you can tell, I seem to be uh, what's coming out of my mouth seems to be you know pu- being pulled out of my mouth. <laughs> it was not by plan. I can tell you that. Thank you, Jesus. I um, uh, but anyway, I wanted to share this with you. Okay, I. I I'm being drawn to to uh, share this because it was the last time I I believe I, I may have shared it one other time, uh, but but I got to tell the listeners of this audience uh, what happened to me to prove to you how important it is that you seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit now. And um, listen, I don't care. You can go to whoever you want to. I, look, if you want to find dirt on a Christian, all you got to get all you got to do is fire up a computer that is connected to the internet. If you want to find dirt on me, all you got to do is fire up a computer that is connected to the internet there are entire youtube channels there are entire there are people that i you know there's a little old lady that you know uh just looks like the most precious saint i mean you know just holy and they love to say yahushua and yashua and just convince everybody with their with their incredible understanding never mind that a.a allen smith wigglesworth uh you know lester summerall uh, uh you know the, the list just goes on and on and on uh, uh you know uh, oswald chambers um you know oh my goodness every single one uh uh, you know, uh, of, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I can't even give you all the names. There's a, the endless, 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 endless stream of names of people that were given the gift of divine healing and miracles that, 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 that whereby cancer was cast out. Uh, you know, Charles and Francis Hunter, the list just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Every single one of them did it in the name of Jesus. Why we have to go out there and dork around with things because we think we're, somehow it's changing. Our, you know, if you feel led, if that's where you want to go, fine. But please, whatever you do, do not make the awful mistake of creating division amongst the brethren and, and, and making them feel like that, you know, it, it's not the name of Jesus because I can promise you folks it is the name of Jesus. Okay, no matter what people are saying out there, it is in the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. Praise God. We know this because God has stepped it up before us. He has showed us. He has proven it through his uh, through people that we can see. It is as Paul taught in in uh, in his letter in his first letter to the church of Corinth. He said, "You know that I am of God, not because of my fancy pantsy words, but because of the power. Because of the power that you see happening through my hands. Because of the power that you see happening through my prayer. It is the power of God that it that proves to the the people that are looking onward and seeing it happen that that it that establishes that individual working on behalf of the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And that is what we have in our history. It goes all the way back into the 1800s, the 1700s, the 1600s, the 1500s. We don't need new names to confuse people. We know that the name of Jesus is above all all the other names. Okay, praise his holy name. Thank you, Father. All right. And, and, if, and again, if that's where you feel led to go, go ahead. But do not make the horrible mistake of going out and telling people otherwise, because we've got hundreds of years of people who have been gifted by God. Thank you, Father, uh, using the name of Jesus. And we know as a fact that that works. Praise his holy name. All right. Amen. All right. So, um, and again, if you've fallen into Hebrew roots, please repent. Turn away from it as quickly as you can. Because uh, let me share this with you before I go into my tongues testimony. Um, uh, because you need to understand the tongues thing. You need to understand why you have to. You need to feel powerfully led to to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Please, in the name of Jesus. Okay. And, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So again, these two things. All right. Now I haven't. Kept, hold on a second. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to reach for a post-it note because I've got to make a note here. Otherwise, I might forget, uh, which is so easy to do, especially when I'm trying to move quickly and keep it under two hours. All right. So I, want, I need to get, give the testimony about the tongues uh, at the golf course. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and I've got to talk about the lamentations. Uh, lamentations. And I'm drawing that in here. Okay. Praise God, because I don't want to remember. I don't want to forget either one of those. All right. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now, I will go back uh, later because I never know what the Lord is going to – when I get overcome with the Holy Spirit and I see – I'm just like, why? oh, yeah, and I'm being pulled, and the words are being pulled out of me. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, when that when that stuff happens, uh, I, I, I don't have any control over it. I don't know. You know, I, 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 I fire up the uh, program, and I start to start the program, and then all of a sudden, I'm getting pulled. I'm getting pulled, and it's just coming out. It doesn't always happen that way. All right, and it's happening right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, um, uh, now in regard to the Lamentations thing, okay, now, I, I, believe me, the things that I speak for, the one thing that you, I guarantee you is that you're probably never going to hear it from anybody else. In the entire world. I, that is not said as a puffed up thing, I assure you. I am the least. I, you know, if Paul thought he was the least, least of these and the least worthy to, to do what he was anointed to do by God, uh, by Jesus himself, in fact, uh, you know, which who is God, um, then, you know, uh, you know, let me tell you what, um, I'm not too far behind Paul. Okay, <laughs> I am like as unworthy as unworthy could possibly be. But feeling unworthy and having a contrite spirit is part of the walk. And the Lord needed to smack me down uh, a long, long way. And it took a long, long time, and I'm not over the journey. Believe me, I'm sure I'll take another couple of steps backwards as I get bashed over the head with whatever the next lesson is that I have to learn. All right, now, and again, I, I assure you that, um, that there are many, many people, many very anointed people, and I'm not, I am not, 
saying the word anointing like they're not anointed. You know what I mean? It's not like a cynical statement. I, they are, in fact, anointed. But I disagree with what they're, you know, I disagree with a lot of things. You know, when I speak forth, when I'm speaking forth to you, it's because the Lord revealed it to me that way. Okay. But that doesn't mean it, there isn't, it isn't like there's only one way. You see what I'm saying? I don't want this. I don't want anybody to ever interpret anything that I say. 98% of the time that I'm talking about, you know, many are called, fewer chosen, talking about how our behaviors are supposed to be, talking about how our walk is supposed to be, where our heart is supposed to be, uh, how we are supposed to practice righteousness, uh, you know, all these things. When, you know, most listeners, uh, you know, most people who happen happen by this program do not understand what I am talking about. They they Because they were taught in churchianity. They were taught by evangelical uh, Christians in, in the United States of Babylon the Great. I'm not picking on them. They are our fellow brothers. We need to, brothers and sisters. We need to be praying for them. Uh, we're all one. Well, a lot of them are going to rise up and be right by our sides when, when the days become dark and no man can work. Okay, and, and, that, and I don't know how far away those are. I hope that we're, you know, make the barley harvest before that happens. Uh, there are people out there that are just, you know, putting all over YouTube that the 144,000 are the barley first fruits harvest. That is incorrect. I'm here to tell you that is absolutely incorrect. Sorry. Okay, that is not the case. All right, now, um, uh, you know, but, but they're still saying it. And we're going to understand after this program, thank you, Jesus, why. I'm going to watch my time. All right, I'm, I'm, I keep on looking up at the clock and watch my time. All right, now I want to finish the Lamentations thing. And I'm going to explain to you why. All right, what, so brother, brother emails me. He says, I'm reading the Lamentations. Can you please tell me when some of those prophecies are going to happen today? Uh, you know, what, what do you think? What, where do they snap into the biblical end times timeline? Particularly for those of us who believe with all of our heart that, and, and know in our hearts that Obama is, in fact, the Mac Daddy Antichrist and will rise up when Satan incarnates into his body. Okay, he has not become the Antichrist yet, but Satan will incarnate into his body. And let me tell you something that, you know, if anybody can imitate the light of God, it is Lucifer. Get it? Lucifer. Okay, why do you think that projectors and TVs have a rating in, in their brightness and, 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 and called lumens? Okay, Lucifer, lumens. Are you putting it together? Why do you think the Lord led me in school without my knowledge to take two years of Latin? Okay, now, do I, do I remember much? No, but I do know how to see the root word, uh, similar to the word disciple. If you want to be a disciple, you have to be disciplined. Okay, those both come from the same Latin root word. That means, what does that mean? You say, well, okay, so they sound the same. What, what's the significance of the Latin root word? Uh, it, what it means is the, the core meaning, the core meaning of the two words um, have um, kind of like a cousin relationship to one another. They are not unrelated. That's very important. And that's why the Latin root word, the Latin root of that particular word for languages that are based in on on on, on the Latin, uh, uh, which English is, uh, it, you know, it, it, that helps us to be able to figure things out and see that relationship, and that, and, it's, and it's an absolute fact. Okay, so again, uh, now lamentations. Now let's get back to that. So he asked me, where does it snap into the end times timeline? Okay, and I told him, I said, brother, here's the pro here's one of the challenges. I said, brother, I'm not discouraging you from reading Lamentations and considering that it might be something that happens in our day. But remember, when Jesus came to the earth, 
He brought the new covenant in his blood, and he changed up the game. It's not, you know, and that's a that's just a colloquialism, okay? I know it's it's not a game, um, although this is a hologram of sorts, and in a strange sort of way, it is temporal, like the body says, or temporary, like the like, like the scripture says. All right, and what I told him, I said, be very careful because we have um, over two thousand years that have gone by. Um, uh, if some of the historical writings uh, are correct, um, the actual penning of a lot of the uh, New Testament uh, didn't happen until pretty long time after. Um, it's it, it's complex, and uh, so basically, what I uh, admo- you know I, I lovingly I didn't I don't admonishment sounds like a, uh, it has a negative con- connotation, but it can just be um, a type of uh, kind edification. It doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation. And I said to him, I, you know, brother, this is what I would do. This is what I do. I want to know. I want to be an expert on Jesus. Okay, isn't Jesus the gate guard to heaven? Uh-huh, because no one comes unto the Father but through him, right? So what if you don't know him? What if he is not your first love? What if, you know, are you going to make it? See? And um, what about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul? The first and great commandment. What about you know, the second one being to love your neighbor as yourself, which, by the way, is not the fellow your fellow brothers and sisters at your church. Okay, I'm just here to let you know. It's a much bigger scope. All right, so anyway, um, I said to him, there are over 2,000 years of history that has gone by. So when you're reading a book that was written, um, you know, before Jesus came to the earth, um, be careful because you don't know if what you're reading happened in 1350. You don't know if what you're reading happened in 1525. You don't know if what you're reading happened in 1100. You don't know these things. Now, what do you know when you're reading the New Testament? You know that you were reading about Jesus. You know that you were reading about his disciples, uh, or his apostles and his disciples. Uh, you know that you were reading um, books that are anointed in the Holy Spirit with a focus on the new covenant in Jesus' blood. Amen? That is very, very important because it takes precedence. Okay, it takes precedence, and it and it and it and it and it nullifies. It nullifies a many of the directives that are in the Old Testament. Nullifies them, wipes them out, blots them away. That's why Jesus spent a lot of time in the in the new in in uh, the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, telling you know the various people that he was talking to. Oftentimes it was the Pharisees, uh, but not always. And it doesn't matter. That that's the problem with uh, theological colleges is they will tell you that context is everything. Lie from the bowels of Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's a lie from the devil. All right. That is a matter of fact. Context is the least important. Spiritual discernment is the most important. And you cannot get to spiritual discernment until you get to a place in your walk where you've read it multiple times and you see the eternal ramifications of the scripture so that there are no more paradoxes. The scripture does not conflict at all when you understand that it is spoken from the eternal realm. 
Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, again, uh, you want to uh, you know, become – I told him, said, brother, if it was me, I would be spending all of my time in the, in the New Testament. You know, spend a percentage of your time in the Old Testament. Amen. Um, you know, I do, uh, but, um, but I read over and 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 over again the New Testament as the Lord leads me. And I need to spend more time doing that again and again because, you know, that it's important. And the Lord will show you things in the Old Testament. If you're really seeking him, put a bunch of Bible applications uh, on your phone. I have – I will share this with you right now. Uh, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I have these uh, little apps. Uh, they are called um, – I will give you – okay, one of them is called Wise um, – uh, hold on a second. Let me – got to back out of it, okay? Um, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, one of them is called Wise Proverbs Daily. Another one is called Prayers and Blessings. Um, I don't see the whole. Oh, yeah, okay. Prayers and amper and sign. It's that ampersand sign, okay? It's the prayers ampersand sign. You know the the one I'm talking about. It's not the word and a and b spelled out. Prayers and ampersand sign. Blessings daily. That's another one. Another one is the words of Jesus. Um, hold on a second. Let me hold down the the yeah words of Jesus each day day words words of Jesus each day. That's another one. And another one is uh, hold on a second. Hold on. I gotta. Oh yeah. Uplifting Psalms daily. Okay. That's four of them. Now, these little apps, um, uh, the reason why I like them is because they pop up as notifications on my phone every single morning, and I can just probe through them, and the Lord can use them to talk to me. And there's a ton of Old Testament stuff that you can show me. Okay, uh, all, so anyway, the Lord – it's very, very important because what will happen – there's this problem called preterism. When you take something out of the – now, it lines upon – Lines, precepts upon precepts, here a little, there a little, is a very important concept to understand. As it, one particular scripture can mean – it can start out to mean this to a group of believers as they move up to the next level of their understanding and, and start to become more full of God's wisdom over time and, to their, you know, and all that. They will see and more. They will see more things. And as they see it better, more clearly and more spiritually, uh, they will see even more. And then all of it will come together with this unbelievable harmony. And from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, everything makes absolute sense. But there are certain prerequisite understandings that a lot of Christians do not know about and fail and will not embrace. They refuse to embrace it, like our pre-existence. Okay, that's a fact. I know it is a fact because God showed me. He showed me over a period of like seven or eight years. It doesn't matter to me how many people out there call me names and all that kind of stuff and, and blaspheme. You know what? They're going to have to pay for that. It, you know, and, if they, and, and quite frankly, uh, I can show you scriptures that strongly indicate by virtue of them even doing it at all, they may not even make it into heaven. Okay, I hope that is not the case, um, but, you know, I can't, you know, I, you can, you know, the, the Lord himself, Jesus told me, uh, I heard his voice. I was lamenting, lamentations-wise, uh, over not being able to get, I want, I want everybody to make it. And I was struggling because I kept on seeing evidence that people were not hearing what I was saying on the program. And, I, and people that should have been listening to the program, people who write me emails all the time, but I guess they're not listening anymore. I don't know what the case is. Some people email me and they don't listen because they don't have time. I understand all these things, and it's perfectly fine. 
But I was very sad about this, and, and I was very, very sad about this. And the Lord said, it's my job. That's my job. Stop taking that upon yourself. That's my job. Okay? So that, because the spirit of guilt is one of the most dangerous demonic spirits that can be thrown upon us through fiery darts. Guilt over past sins, guilt over uh, past behaviors, um, guilt because we feel unworthy. That is the number one most megatol. That is the nuclear bomb of all the demonic fiery darts that can be launched against us. Let me tell you something. Once you are made to feel unworthy, then then guess what? You know, then you're down on yourself. You feel like you're not going to make it. What's the point? Now you're going into a state of depression. Now you don't believe that. Now your faith is injured. I mean, it is just a cascading domino effect from the bowels of hell, and we got to rebuke that stronghold and cast it into the pit in the name of Jesus. Stand up when you get out of bed in the morning, you raise your hands to God and you say, blessed is the name of the Lord God. I rebuke those strongholds and cast them into the pit. You go over to that mirror and you look yourself in the face and you say, I am a son of God. I am the master of the devil and his demons, and I'm a a foot washer and servant of mankind. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we are imperfect. That's part of sanctification. We're never going to be made perfect until we stand before Jesus. It is a struggle. It is not intended. Anybody out there who thinks they have arrived and they're saying awful things like that, like, well, if that person sinned, then obviously they were never saved in the first place. Well, guess what? They're going to have to pay before Jesus Christ. They're going to lose. They're going to lose rewards in heaven. Now, I don't th- I'm not saying that for misunderstanding the Bible, people are going to go to hell. That is not what I'm saying. In some cases, they might, and that scares me half to death for them. And I pray. I'm praying. The most powerful thing that we can do is pray, 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 pray. Hallelujah. But we do have to understand some things. We really, really do. Now, I, that's what, so I um, admonished my brother, who I love very much, and I said, you know, consider how important it is to focus on the day. You know, if you knew that there are a certain number of books of the Bible or chapters in those books that read like a newspaper today, wouldn't you want to be an expert in them? You know, when you know, understanding that as part of my job, I have to do, you know, understand legal. I got to be able to read like contracts and Senate bills. I see Christians all the time saying, oh, no, Senate bill uh, SB uh, 2176 says that we're going to start chopping people's heads off. Look at this, Johnny. And I'm like, okay. But the the problem is a lot of times people, we're all people and we have our specialties and, you know, it doesn't mean nothing. Senate Bill HB, blah, 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 don't mean diddly, diddly, squat, squiddly, diddle. Okay, I'm just here to tell you. It don't mean anything. Okay, just, all it means is that some hammerhead went out there. Uh, hopefully it wasn't a Christian. I don't want to call any Christians any names, but somebody went out there and, and – wrote something on paper. Uh, they, they are a member of some Congress somewhere, uh, likely the House, uh, and, and then they, they put something together, uh, which is called a bill. It goes into a draft state, and, and then it has to, you know, it, it, it even has to go through this phase where they vote, um, they could vote, you know, the, the, the House of Representatives in any one of the 50 states or the United States of Babylon the Great has to vote on whether or not they will even look at the bill 
There are hundreds and 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 hundreds of bills that are stacked up to the ceiling in all the different 50 states. Okay, the House bills that are just sitting there rotting on the paper that they were written on. And people are getting all up in arms. Look at this. Oh, no. Oh, no. It is that and the other thing. Because they don't understand the legal system. They don't understand how it works. And that's okay. We, you know, and God's not going to send any, you know, um, you know there, there are some scriptures, you know, like unforgiveness. Watch out for that one. That's the sin of death. That is the sin of death. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. I'm very, very afraid from people who are, for, for people who are cessationist. That's C-E-S-S-A. Cessation. I think it's. It might be C I O N. It may be T I O N. But C E S S A T I O N or C I O N. Look it up. Um, uh, you know, Google it or, or if you prefer, DuckDuckGo it or whatever the case is. Um, and there is no such thing as privacy, so don't try to hide. Uh, it's not going to work, no matter what you do. Proton, my, well, you can spend all the money you want to. You're not going to electronically disappear. Sorry, you can't do it. All right. Anyway, so that being said, there are even books written on that subject by supposed experts because they don't have a clue. All right. And I can tell you that that is absolutely true. Thank you, Jesus. Now. That was my guidance on, on reading the Old Testament. Just remember, there's 2,000 years of history right there that any one of those prophecies could have been talking about. And it's not always – and some of them can be talking about 1350 you know, AD, and, other, and they can be also talking about something that's going to happen in our future too. They can, be, they can double dip. And you're like, well, what do you mean by that? That's that's the Ecclesiastes, you know, one nine problem where everything is in a cycle. It happens over and over again. The dead in Christ will rise again. Well, when Jesus, you know, when the when the when the uh, the, uh, the veil in the tabernacle was rent and the and the, and the uh, earthquake occurred, when Jesus, you know, uh, you know, when the Father t- took took his spirit up to heaven off the cross, uh, even while Jesus, you know, had moments in his flesh and said, you know, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? You know, there are a lot of people out there that don't believe that Jesus was having fleshy moments. And he was. Uh, you know, that's why he said, you know, if it is at all possible, take this cup from me. He did not want to go through that suffering. He had moments. Now, he knew he was destined to do it, but he was freaking out. He was, you know, some people even testify that you know, he cried so hard and so fervently that, you know, uh, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, that, that blood was coming out of his, you know, the veins in his forehead and such. I mean, that is some serious concern. Okay, praise God. And, and then all the more when we are told in the Bible that we are bought and paid for. Whoops. Okay, now we're supposed to render up our body as holy and acceptable as our spiritual service of worship to him. Hallelujah. And these scriptures are just popping in my head one after the other. Thank you, Father. All right. Now, anyway, so I wanted to share that with you. The next part is speaking in tongues because i got to get over to the, um, the, the combat in the spiritual realm or, then, or else I was naughty and the Lord will not be happy with me. And that's the last thing I need right now. All right. So anyway, um, uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Now, speaking in tongues, quick test. I'm not going to give you. I don't want to give you too much detail, but I'll give you enough. All right. So when I was uh, in the military uh, many, many years ago, uh, many, 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 many years ago, I was young. I was in my 20s uh, and all that kind of stuff. And I was a party. I was a partying kind of guy. Okay. I like to. I like to do drugs. I, I like uh, to do acid. I like to do cocaine. I like to do. Um, uh, uh, I like to smoke pot. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, um, and and anyway. So I'm going to get. I'm going to get get to the point. 
So, um, uh, so essentially, uh, it was a Friday night or whatever, and myself and three other people uh, got together. Uh, we were in the military at the time, uh, and we uh, went uh, driving up into Kenosha, Wisconsin. Okay, and, um, and 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 in reality, we were just going out. We were on our way ultimately to um, uh, to uh, oh gosh, uh, Milwaukee. Okay. And um, anyway, uh, we decided, you know, we wanted to party more. And so we we saw this road that was leading down into this um, uh, golf course. Okay. Now, this testimony that I'm giving you right now is very, very important because it is bar none, uh, absolute beyond any shadow of a doubt proof before we get into how Satan stops our prayers and how, how we can understand how absolutely anointed Christians can come forward on YouTube and just be absolutely blatantly wrong, okay? Because this is very confusing for a lot of people. I'm going to share with you tonight exactly how that happened. Uh, never mind the seducing spirits, okay? In First in Kings 22.19, you have a scripture. For, write that down, First Kings 22.19, where Micaiah, a very anointed prophet, saw with his own eyes, the Lord allowed him to see, gods be in front of a pantheon of minor gods, which are referred to as spirits. Uh, but when we're in our spirit bodies, we are minor gods. In fact, we are kind of trapped in our flesh bodies right now, uh, minor gods incarnate, because we are the those who are spoken of in Psalm 82, which a lot of people don't believe, but I, the Lord revealed it to me. And then he confirmed it even five years later when the devil kept on hitting me on the head, hitting me on the head, making me try, trying to make me rethink it, whether or not I was right or wrong, no matter how much evidence that I had, no matter how many, many miracles and confirmations that I had, it didn't make any difference. The devil was going to get that out of my head, because if he, the devil couldn't get that out, of, that is the most powerful awakening thing that any Christian can ever receive, because if you can receive it, you will understand why Jesus said, John the Baptist is Elijah, if you can receive it. I had a, 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 a West Coast Walter, Brother Jeremy, uh, out in the Port, Portland area, did a study on the Elijah and, and, and John the Baptist uh, paradigm. Okay, and why do you think that Jesus, guess why Jesus seemed cold-hearted uh, to, John, to John the Baptist uh, when Herod threw him in jail? And ultimately, uh, you know, uh, John the Baptist was so flipped out over, you know, he was like having his own doubts about whether or not Jesus was Jesus, the Son of God. Why? Because he couldn't believe that he wasn't getting rescued. He he knew he was in there to get killed. Okay, so but but think about this: if Elijah incarnated, which he did, into uh, spiritually into um, uh, 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 John the Baptist, uh, you know, in in the womb. Okay, then um, how could Elijah have appeared later uh, when Jesus was you know on the Mount of Transfiguration or whatever? Okay, see you see what I'm saying? So so Jesus knew that John the Baptist had to die because the spirit of Elijah needed to be released so it could come back down and visit with him on the Mount of Transfiguration. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, I mean, you know, this is this program is not for people who don't want to understand the mysteries of the Bible, I can assure you. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, Speaking in tongues. So we drive down into this golf course, uh, and um, we turn left in Kenosha. We drive down this long road, and we figured, hey, man, we're going to be you know, nice and safe down here. Nobody's going to be able to spot us. We'll be nice and private, and we can party. Okay, so the four of us went down there, and, um, and that was, those were my I, many days I was backslidden and seeped in sin, uh, and, uh, but I did receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit at the age of nine. Now here's, here's how I know that uh, speaking in tongues bypasses 
Satan's ability to stop your prayers. So I'm going to share this first. So that's why you got to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You got to seek it. You may even have it already, and you, maybe you're not speaking in tongues. That's okay. Look for Daniel Sweet, D A N I E L S W E E T, Daniel Sweet, How to Speak in Tongues. Search yourself to pieces until you find it. Okay, not everything, don't worry about whether or not you agree with everything that he teaches on there. Just the part about speaking in tongues, do it. Also, uh, you know, toss away all the nonsense that you hear other Christians out there that think they're holy and righteous. If you're a holy and righteous Christian, if you're truly holy before God, you are not bad-mouthing any other Christians. Period. Sorry. Now then, um, uh, uh, so, uh, again, uh, you know, uh, Joyce Myers, she has a DVD out there. Now, you might have to go and get it off of eBay, but it's, the whole thing is dedicated to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, now, people say a lot of bad things about her, and she's this and she's that and whatever the case. And I don't care. I ignore that. Okay, um, I, I can give you so many testimonies that are unbelievably supernatural, miraculous testimonies that have, that, that, that have proven beyond any shadow of a doubt that some people have. Have, uh, that are very well-known anointed leaders in the evangelical realms um, have uh, repented, and, and, and the Lord had revealed to them certain things that they were teaching perhaps that were a little bit off-kilter, and then they repented. Well, guess what? Every single Christian out there that badmouthed them, they're going to have to pay a price for that. You know? We're not supposed to ever go there. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, and, um, you know, so anyway... Um, uh, yeah, and and everybody likes you know. Like I said, boy, if a Christian wants to, if, if a person who thinks they're a Christian wants to justify a bad behavior, even though there's 40 verses that tell you not to do it, they're gonna find one verse <laughs> that in the Bible they'll hold up out of 31,102 verses, they're gonna find one verse, and they're gonna say, well, what about this verse? I sh- I have a right to judge. I have a right to rat everybody out. I'm like, well, the love of God is not in you. And they're going to go through some really, 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 really horrible stuff. And it's sad. But you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot shove its head in the water and make it drink. If you can receive it, praise God. So anyway, um, uh, the police saw us. The police saw us down there in our car in the dark. They saw us. I guess it was a popular thing for people to do that. And we were too dumb to realize it. And probably too dorked up to realize it as well, I'm sure. As a matter of fact, I think the acid had kicked in. This is important. This is an important detail to impactfully help you to understand how powerful speaking in tongues is, okay? But I had already taken a hit of acid, okay? So I'm pretty much three three sheets, and um, we're all sitting there, and one of the guys in the back of the car... There was a, I, I, I've always loved binoculars, and he found the binoculars, and he said, hey, um, uh, police are coming. You know, we're all sitting in the car, and we're looking way up the road, and we're like, we don't see any police coming. What do you mean? He's like, guys, police are coming. And we're like, oh, come on. And this one guy, Daryl, whatever, grabbed the binoculars out of his hands and looked and said, oh, crap, <laughs> police are coming. And um, uh, so, of course, in our especially – bizarre state of mind, we uh, decided we were going to drive right back 
right past the police. It was a one-way road, in and out, only one road, in and out. But we didn't have enough common sense to realize that no matter what we did, we were busted, unless we had sprung a helicopter a blade and you know flew uh, out of town. Okay, so that wasn't the case, and we were pretty dumb, and we did dumb things, and we, you know, we were busted. It was over. It was game over, and we didn't, we, it was game over before we even started the car. We started the car, and we started driving nonchalantly past the police the opposite direction. Of course, as we approached the police, uh, the lights went on. All right. Now, within no time, there were over six, I would estimate, i can't give you an exact count. Boy, was there a lot. I would submit that there was probably every single police car on the entire Kenosha, Wisconsin Police Department was there. It was a lot of cars. And um, we were told to get out of the car and put our hands on the hood of the car while they performed a search. There was enough drugs in that car to put me away for the rest of my life, probably times 10. Now then, In that state of mind, with all these police cars around. Now, when police are doing that kind of stuff, what they'll do is they'll flip a switch in their car, and then their their radio will start to get everything that comes over to the police. You know, five fifty four, ten fifteen. Uh, you know, squad car fifty one. Please respond. Ten fifty one, ten fifty. You know, all that kind of nonsense. Okay, whatever. You know that they'll flip a switch and it'll go through the PA system so that they can hear while they're searching your car or whatever it is, or, or just standing by their car as a backup. All right. So there's a lot of cars, and the lights were all gone, and and you know, of course, that was like making my head go boink, and um, uh, and I was I was. Of course, naturally freaked out because I had never even so much as gotten a you know maybe one ticket once for slipping on ice on a bridge in Pennsylvania uh, when I was a kid you know but anyway um, uh, I had and with my hands on the car. I start speaking in tongues out loud. Korabashi ti alalaba korabashanda sakila bakunda basia shanda sakiti alalaba kundaya masa sanda bashata sakuta sakila bashandaya masa sandaya makikia. And I just kept on praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. And this is what happened. This is a fact. Through the PA system on one of the police cars came something like this. You know, you always had that like king up of the mic sound. Um, all you know, uh, all units, please respond to a 1087. Uh, you know, at Fifth and Main Street. You know, all units, please immediately respond. And the policeman that was inside my car, searching it and tra- trying to get through all of it. Uh, you know, they, he jumped out of the car. They all, uh, you know, and and uh, I guess the guy, the head guy that was in charge, he said. This is your lucky day, punks. Throw this stuff away and, 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 and you know, and, and uh, yeah, whatever. And they all jumped in their police cars. Every dagnabbit, one of them jumped in their police cars and drove away. And we were standing there in the middle of the dark on the very road that we drove down, looking at each other going, what just happened? That's absolute proof. That speaking in tongues bypasses the devil's ability to inter, inter uh, to uh, intercept your prayers. Now then, I want to have enough time to do communion, and I see that I'm running out of time. So I'm going, or not running out of time. Well, I am, uh, comparatively speaking. But I had to share those things to set the pace, or to build a foundation, and to encourage everyone that's listening to. Seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit and understand why it is so important to be able to speak in tongues. 
Because most Christians who have the gift of speaking in tongues do not understand why it is so important. And the Pentecostals, they just figure, well, it's to show that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They don't even understand. But I'm going to share with you tonight how incredibly – well, I just shared with you – you're going to really get it as I go into this uh, teaching that is not my teaching. Um, it was published by John Melindy. Uh, that's J-O-H-N-M-U-L-I-N-D-E. I highly recommend that you listen to his testimony at IHOP. You go to YouTube.com and you type in John, J-O-H-N. M-U-L-I-N-D-E space, capital I-H-O-P, enter, and you will see his testimony, all right? And he, that testimony, that testimony must be heard by all Christians. Most people do not understand when Jesus said, they will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not? The Lord told him he wasn't, he, if he came for him now, he wouldn't even take him. He was, he was laying hands on the sick and they were, they were jumping out of wheelchairs. He, he was restoring sight to the blind. He actually was crying his eyes out when God was telling him that he wouldn't be chosen um, uh, because uh, he, could, he thought that the devil was doing all of the healing. And, and God told him, no, John. I heal the people because I love the people, so I heal them through you. But if I was to come now, I would not take you. Get it? And they will come to me in this day and say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not, you know, uh, you know that, that that's real. You got to hear the John that John Melendi testimony. Praise God. Now then, I am going to share with you something else from John Melendi. Uh, he is currently, uh, to the best of my understanding, I have not done research to discover if he is still in, uh, you know, doing doing it. I am pretty sure he is. Uh, one of the largest divine healing ministries in the entire world. It is located in the, I believe it's actually physically located in the country of South Africa. However, comma, it may not be. It could be in a southern half of the African continent, for all, for all I know. Um, but he travels around the world. Most of them do. Now then, um, this was given to Brother Mulindi um, by an ex-Satanist. Now, if you want to find an ex-Satanist, <laughs> if you want to, like, you know, have, like, witch doctors and practicing Satanists and Uga Chagamayans and everything kind of, like, are living right next door to you, go move to Johannesburg. Go move to any place in South in the country of South Africa. Let me tell you something. You can't get away from them there. They're everywhere. Okay. Now... And boy, do I have a lot of stuff to prove. I could prove that like 50 times over, uh, but I don't have time. You know, it takes hours and hours to put this stuff out. Now, I'm going to start reading this. This was given to Brother Mulindi, and even when it was given to him, he was in shock. Because in his opinion, there were scriptures that contradicted this. But I am here to tell you, there are more scriptures to confirm it. In fact, First Peter 3, 7 if you look up 1 Peter 3, 7, you will see that your prayers would not be hindered. Well, what is 1 Peter chapter 3 talking about? Well, that particular section is talking about husbands and wives getting along together. When husbands and wives do not get along together, their prayers are hindered. Did you hear me? Why is that? Because... 
They are one flesh. They are one spirit, even if one of them is an unbeliever. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7, 14, he said, you know, um, the, the sanctified uh, husband or the, uh, the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children would not be holy. What does that mean? Think about the implications. There are unholy children out there. This nonsense about a, uh, you know, innocence rapture. No, it, there is none. There's not a single word in the Bible about any of that stuff. People are out there going, they're going eight bananas and running around going, oh, no, they're going to start the vac- vaccine children. This is horrible. This is terrible. Please, God. And they're saying things that, you know, the, the gods are going to take them all out of here and none of them are going to die. Children have been dying since the beginning of time or, you know, beginning of, you know, since after Adam and Eve and children were being born, they've been dying. What about all the children laying in Canaan? They're all wiped out. Who buys? Hebrews. Israelites. Okay? All right. So I don't understand where people get these notions, but they get notions. I'm going to share with you where they come from right now. Praise God. But I first needed to get the, the speaking in tongues testimony out to you first because there is a way to get around this. Okay? But uh, you also need to be aware of this. This is from the white paper that is out available on the Internet. If you would like a copy sent to you, send me an email at jbaptist777 at gmail.com. I have it published on tribulation-now.org, but people have a hard time finding things. So if you want to, jbaptist777 at gmail.com, and I will send you a copy. I have it readily handy on my, uh, I don't know, cloud-based drive thing. I can grab it and snatch it from anywhere and send it to you. All right, praise God. So it's entitled, Combat in the Heavenly Realm, How Satan Stops Our Prayers. Pastor John Melindy at first was like, no way. But then he published it because he knew. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, it goes like this. This is very important. Starting now. Then he shared – now this person, this he person – is a saint, ex-Satanist that was just absolutely deluged in the blood of Jesus and become, became just full of Jesus. And he grabbed John Melindy and said, I have to share something with you. You need to know this and you need to warn people. Okay, so that he person is that ex-Satanist, anointed by God. And he said to Pastor Melindy, he said, then, then he shared how he led expositions into the air. That's a proper term, by the way. The Satan is the prince of the air, which is the spiritual, I call it the spiritual or demonic realm. And anyway, so you'll learn more. Uh, expositions into the air. Expositions. Those sound like pretty big jobs. Okay, it goes on and says, he would go with other satanic agents and lots of demon spirits into the air, into the spiritual realm, astral project. That's astral projection. It was like a shift, he said. You got to go and work your shift. So regularly, he had time, uh, uh, he had a time, and he had to go and wage war in the air. In this particular case, it says the heavenlies, which I do not like that term. It is not biblical. All right, so but that's okay. Whatever. He he kind of corrects it. It kind of corrects itself later. It goes on. It says, and he said that in the heavenlies, in the spiritual realm, that's the proper term. If the land is covered under a blanket of darkness, that's a big if because God has to lift His hand of protection off of the land. Ezekiel. 30, uh, 2230, I think it is, um, where it talks on, you know, I, I quote it on this, on this prayer vigil all the time, uh, Ezekiel 2230, uh, stand in the gap on behalf of the land that 
God would not destroy it. Okay, now let's go on. It goes on and says, uh, it says, uh, oh, I've got to focus my eyes. Uh, on, on behalf of the land as well as uh, it says, uh, the land is covered under the blanket of, if God, you know, it says, uh, and he said that in the spiritual realm, if the land is covered under the blanket of darkness, that blanket is so thick. It is like a rock, and it covers the whole area. And these spirits are able – so remember, there's a big if right there. If the land is covered under the blanket of darkness. Well, what do you think is happening right now with the, with, with the stuff that's happening on a, on a worldwide scale? The whole world is like a mold of milk ball. And the chocolate is representative of that thick rock, that blanket of thick demonic rock. So right now the entire planet is covered in a satanic – Rock, evil, thick blanket of stench. It is so horrible that even the angels don't want to go through it when they're bringing the answers to our prayers to us, as with the Daniel and Daniel 12. I'm sorry, Daniel 10. <clears throat> you know, the 21-day fast deal, when the angel was stopped by, you know, uh, Prince of Persia and all that. All right, and had to have another archangel come down to help him. All right, now. Um, and we go on. It says, when the evil spirits and human, sa- human satanic spirits leave their ships, they go down on earth at points of a covenant, okay, at a point of a covenant, which is, an, you know, an agreement, an e- in this case, an evil satanic agreement, even waters on the land at the point of the covenant for refreshing of their evil demonic spirit. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm adding additional words. Because I've read this like 20 times, and I learned something new, and I'm just clarifying for the listener. He goes on, and how do they refresh their spirit? By the sacrifices that people give these altars. Okay, remember, these are demonic altars. They are not referring to literal altars in this hologram that we are stuck in. goes on to say, they could be sacrifices in open witchcraft, sacrifices in bloodshed of all types, including abortion, including war, including human sacrifices and animal sacrifices. They could be sacrifices of sexual immorality, where people go into sexual perversions of all kinds of promiscuity. Okay, and that act services the strength of these evil demonic powers. Okay, and many are the diff- uh, and many are the different types of sacrifices. This ex- Satanist and believer in Jesus warns Pastor John Melindy. He goes on to warn him. He says, he said that when satanic agents are up in the spiritual realm and the uh, you know demonic realm or the air, and the Christians begin to pray on the earth, the prayers of the Christians appear to them in three forms. Three forms. Three forms. Three forms. Remember, three forms. All prayers appear like smoke that is rising up into the heavens. Now then, what does it say about the prayers? They're like incense. They rise up. Okay. But are they even making it there? Oh, whoa. And uh, boy, I could, boy, if I, oh my goodness, I could spend a two-hour teaching on just that. The scriptures that make it very clear that, it, that you know, that, that there's many situations whereby they, you can pretty much count on your prayers not making it there. All right. Now, anyway, all that being said, um, three, and there are exceptions to every rule, and, and, and it, it's a long teaching, and I would have to look up all the scriptures and explain it. And, you know, I, anyway, so it's very difficult for me to to breathe sometimes, let alone get a night's, night's sleep. All right, so these are the three types of prayers that the Satan was, was warning John Melendi about. Number one, some prayers appear like smoke, and it goes drifting along, and then it disappears in the air. 
These prayers come from people who have sin in their lives, and they are not willing to deal with it. So if you are struggling with a an addiction or whatever the case is, and you are uh, asking for Jesus to help you and all that kind of stuff, you are dealing with it. I'm just letting you know. All right. You know, so but you got to be really, truly working on it and praying a lot and casting out the strongholds. And it could take you years to get rid of the problem. All right. So it goes on. Their prayers are so weak that they are blown away. And they disappear into the demonic air. These are Christians praying, folks. Yeah? Okay. How many evangelical Christians out there unwittingly have sin in their lives and their prayers are not being heard at all? Ever think of that? I'm going to go on. The, The other type of prayer, this would be the second type, is also like smoke that rises up until it reaches this rock. Okay, that thick, demonic, stinking rock. And believe it, it, it is a horrible stench. Okay, I've, I've dealt with heaven NDE testimonies and people taken to heaven and angels coming down through that realm. And people that have been physically seen these wars in the spiritual realm actually happening before their eyes. I've met them. I know them personally. They are friends of mine. They have talked to me for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Okay, off the air. I know a lot more than what we broadcast on the air. Believe me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And God has confirmed it time and time again from multiple sources. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so all that. I, I know this stuff is a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. I don't have to question it at all. Whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. My job is my job. I got to do my job. All right, praise Jesus. All right, so he says, um, so again, it says, um, the other type of prayer is also like smoke that rises up until it reaches this rock, but it does not break through the rock. This, These are usually people who try to purify themselves, but they lack the faith. Whoops, right there you go. They try to purify themselves, but they, they feel guilty for their sin. They have this, uh, this, a spirit of guilt. Okay, They don't believe that Jesus' blood can wash them clean, even though maybe they willfully sinned or whatever the day before. Uh, they don't believe that it, you know, in John 1, 9, where it says, you know, if we confess of our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That is not an excuse to sin, folks. Heaven forbid, as Paul said. But nevertheless, the devil will use a spirit of guilt. That's why David in Psalm 51, uh, verse 14 says, take, O Lord, take my guilt from me so that I might praise you again. I'm paraphrasing. All right, it goes on. It says, but they lack faith in what they are doing as they pray. Probably because they're being under attack, of course. It says they usually ignore the other important aspects that are needed when someone prays. What could they be? Let's look. The third type. The third type of prayer is like smoke that is filled with fire. Hey, fire? Oh, Maybe now you know why, for those of you who are relatively new to listening to the show and you think I'm some kind of a crazy person, um, maybe now you know why I pray the way I do, or at least a little bit of the reason why. I guarantee you don't know the whole reason why, because I don't have the time to share it all. The third type of prayer is like smoke that is filled with fire. That's the holy fire of God, Zechariah 2.5. There is only one reference in all 31,102 scriptures from the Textus Receptus line, the most accurate line of the Bible lineage. 
as it rises up, it is so hot that when it reaches the rock, the rock begins to melt like wax. It pierces through the rock and goes straight through. Many times as people begin to pray, their prayers look like the first type, little wisp of, you know, just a little wispy, wispy little bit of smoke going up. The prayers look like the first type, but as they continue praying... Their prayers change and become like the second prayer. They start heading up toward the rock. And as they continue praying, wait a minute, that's a lot of continuing. That's a lot of continuing. That isn't just dear Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. That's some serious prayer action there now. As they continue praying, suddenly it ignites into fire, and their prayers become so powerful they pierce through the rock, and the rock melts. They go right into the throne room of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, now, this next part is how, how the devil uses distractions to put out the fire. Many times the evil agents would notice that the prayers were changing and coming very close to the state of the fire. Then these evil demonic agents would communicate to other spirits on earth, and they would tell them, distract that person from prayer, stop them from praying, pull them out. Many times Christians yield to these distractions. They are pressing through, pressing through, pressing through, pressing through. I'm doing this on purpose to drive these points into your heart, mind, soul, body, spirit, flesh, the whole deal. I want it to embed. Pressing through. They are repenting. They are repenting. They are confessing of their sins because it's sin is a continuous thing. I'm sorry for those out there who don't understand that and we got a it's a continuous walk it's, it's you know i could prove it a thousand times to sunday you know anything that is not i'm not going to go there i don't have time anyway um praise jesus um they are allowing the word to check the, the word to check their spirit um to check their spirit up faith has been building up because they're pressing in pressing in faith is building up pressing in pressing in continuing to pray continuing to pray faith is building faith is building the the effective fervent fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much their prayers are becoming more focused aha why do you think that the uh, jews bob their heads at the uh at the wailing wall to focus all right. Well, look, I want to run out of time. I I shouldn't knew I should have made this show for three hours, um, but I I, I got to hurry. I got to get this message out. I got to get this message out. They are pressing through. The devil sees that their prayers are gaining strength and distractions begin. Telephones ring. That's why I have a silencer on my phone for prayer time. I don't want any distractions. And also, I have to wake up pretty darn early because if I don't, there will be distractive sounds coming from the outside. It's got to be around 4.30 a.m., maybe 5.30 a.m. at the very latest. Otherwise, there will be dump, you know, garbage trucks and everything out there going bam, 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 and it's distracting. Believe me, you need to be able to press in. It's intense prayer. You've got to be concentrating. It says, when you come back, you go back to the beginning. So if there's a distraction, a phone ringing, a sound of a garbage truck, whatever the case is, you go back to the beginning and your prayers go back to a little wispy, wispy little puff of smoke. And that's what the devil wants. He doesn't want them breaking through. 
The man goes on to explain, other kinds of distractions come your way, even if it means touching your body and bringing some pain somewhere, even if it means making you hungry so that you want to go to the kitchen and eat something. Um, you know, as long as they can get you out of that place of intense prayer, they have defeated you. The Satanist warns John Melindy, teach people to set aside time, not for some casual kind of praying. They can do that the rest of the day, but once a day, once a day, they should have a time when they are focused wholeheartedly on God, nothing distracting them. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And now it goes on. And if the people, per, this is so important, because this is, there's so many mysteries. And if the people persist in this kind of prayer and allow themselves to be inspired in the spirit and keep on uh, and keep going and keep going, something happens in the spirit. The fire touches the rock and it melts. This man said, this Satanist man that was saved by the blood of Jesus said, when the melting begins, it is so hot, no demon spirit can stand it. No human spirit, that is a human spirit working on behalf of Satan. That's why I say, and a lot of times in the prayers, I say live or dead human spirits. Get it? Live or dead human spirits. Are you following along? No human spirit can stand it. Those are astral projecting humans. They are, they all flee. They all run away. There comes an opening in the spiritual realm. As soon as this comes, all this trouble and prayer stops. The person who is praying on the ground just feels like prayer is suddenly so smooth. This happened to me this morning. I actually thought God stopped time. I couldn't believe it. So enjoyable, so powerful, so intense. Amen. And I've discovered at that moment we normally lose consciousness of time. <laughs> now I'm laughing because that just happened to me this morning and I'm you know, I've read this like so many times, and I still get more from it every time. The uh, And other things, he says. Not that we become disorderly. God takes care of our time. But it is like you lay down everything and you hook up with God. This man said that when, we, uh, when, when the prayers break through, from that moment, there can be no resistance at all. And the person praying will continue to pray as long as he wants. There is no resistance that can stop him. And then he said, after he finishes praying, the hole that, he, that the holy fire has burned through the front of the rock, that hole remains open. And he said to, that, that people, when they, when they rise out of their place of prayer and they walk out, this open hole moves along with them, and they are no longer operating under that blanket. They are operating under the open heavens. And he said that in that state, the devil cannot do what he wants against them. And in the presence of the Lord, it is like a pillar of fire from heaven resting upon their lives. They are protected. There is so much power inside that pillar of fire that as they move around, the presence uh, touches other people it uh, it discerns what enemy has done in other people and as they talk to the the people uh and those people are standing with them they come inside the glory pillar and as long as they stay inside that pillar, all the bondages of the enemy are weakened, and you're able to witness to them more easily. But you have to go through this kind of prayer to get that advantage. All right, and it goes, so when these people have a spiritual breakthrough, they, they share Jesus, and they're able to bring people uh, to Jesus much more easily. <clears throat> now, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because I'm running low on time, and I'm very sad about that. But I've got to get this out. The importance of the spiritual armor. If one who prays, this is so important. If you remember anything, please remember this. Well, remember it all. Um, 
and, and again, jbaptist777 at gmail.com if you want to read it over and over again. I recommend reading it 20 times. If the one who prays doesn't care about spiritual armor, their angels will come without spiritual armor. Ruh-roh. Christians who do not care about – that's why Paul said, you know, put on the armor of God, okay, because we don't wrestle against humans. We wrestle against principalities and powers and spiritual hosts of wickedness and rulers of darkness and high places in the air. Get it? There's actually Christians out there that tell people, oh, no, no, you don't want to pray against second-order demons. Your life is going to become a living hell. No, no, that is not what God wants for you. It, well, the reason why is because you're really – making the devil very angry, and then you become a target. But you, that's where you want to go, as well as other places. All right, so anyway, it says whatever um, – it says whatever spiritual um, – uh, it says, if, for example, if they if um, Christians who don't care about what kind of thoughts come into their minds, <clears throat> they don't fight the battle of their minds. Their angels come without a helmet. Whatever spirit weapon you ignore on earth, the angel doesn't have it as he serves you. In other words, our spiritual armor is not protecting our physical bodies. It's protecting our spiritual exploits and the angels that are bringing the answers to our prayers to us. This Satanist man, say by the blood of Jesus, when the angel is coming, they would focus and look at him, they would notice the areas which he was not covered, like missing a helmet or whatever, and those are the areas that the demonic entities would attack, which we already know is a fact because it's all in Daniel chapter 10. Um, because it says, if he has no helmet, they would shoot at his head. These are real wars, folks. These are real. They're tangible. They're much more real than our lives here on Earth are, believe me. Okay? This, this is a hologram. Believe me, it is. Like Einstein said, albeit a very convincing one. All right, and it goes on. These are spirits dealing with spirits. The battle is intensive. And, and when they overpower an angel of God, the first thing they target is the answer he is carrying. The answer to the prayer. Get it? That answer in Daniel's case was the, uh, when are we going to get out of the Babylonian captivity? Because he had been praying in his 21-day fast for that. He didn't realize that the angel was already dispatched with his answer. He stayed in prayer, fasting. Anyway, it goes in and it says they want to get it away from him. They want to get the answer to the prayer away from the angels because it's power. It says that is what they get, give through the cults, the witchcraft, and people. I got this because of witchcraft. That's power. Okay, that power comes from answers to our prayers that do not make it to earth. That's important to know. So Noni Christians are actually fueling the powers of Satan. Or Christians that don't take prayer seriously enough. All right. Now, what about all these people that look like they're speaking for Jesus, but nothing they ever say comes true? You know, a lot of the stuff they say, everybody, you know, is hanging on from a thread. They're watching their YouTube channel. They watch every single thing. I've even seen people, I, you know, I don't know why the Lord reveals all these things to me, but there are people that I know. Uh, and, and, um, and, uh, and it's funny because one person in particular, I, and he, a communication went out across the internetosphere. I got a hold of the, the communication, and, and the person was like telling myriads of their friends, this person is hearing from God. 
And then like three days later, they I, they sent out another email and they said, oh, 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 except for the thing that they said at the three minute out. <laughs> and I'm like going, ha, 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 I'm just cracking up because they, they don't understand. They don't get it. I'm, I'm going to share it with you right now. Here's the answer. When the angel is detained, you are a victim. I'm going to repeat it again. When the angel is detained, you are a victim. Wait a minute. No, I'm not. I'm practicing righteousness. I'm practicing holiness. I, I you know, um, I might not have the gift of speaking in tongues, but you know, I, I'm, 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 I think I'm praying enough. I, you know, I, okay, I am. I'm going to repeat this. When the angel is detained, you, you, Christian, are a victim. This man said that they are not satisfied with just stealing the answer from the angel. They are also interested in detaining the angel, which we saw with Daniel. And they start fighting with him. And he said, that's why the, the angels hate that. They hate having to go through it. That's why I say in the prayers, I part the spiritual realm in the name of Jesus as the Red Sea. For safe passage for heaven's angels, heaven's resources, and heaven's power to move freely upon the earth. Hallelujah. All right. Now listen. Says, and he says, when that happens, okay, that when they hold up that angel, they're holding up the angel, they're binding the angel because you weren't, you know, reading your scripture regularly, you weren't, don, you know, putting on the armor of God, and it, you don't sit there and pray, I, in the name of Jesus, don a belt, you know, don the, you know, shield of, you know, faith and blah, you know, and the, or a sword of faith, you know, faith, which is the word of God, and blah, all that kind of stuff. That's not how you do it. Just look at the words. It's very clear what each one of those things are. It's the word. It's following Jesus. It's him being your first love. It's putting time into the Bible. It's practicing holiness and righteousness. That's putting on the armor of God. Hallelujah. Now then, and it's, and it's, and it's a, a disciplined thing. It is a continuous thing. It's continuous in your life. You don't just do it on Monday. You do it all the time. Every time you have a second and my job, boy, let me tell you, the devil uses that against me as much as he possibly can. Like I said, I have a target the size of Texas on my back for sure. No doubt about it. But, you know, it's, it's the way it is. All right, it says they can do – now listen to this. So, again, if the demonic forces succeed in holding and binding the angel, he says when that happens, a Christian becomes a victim on the earth. I repeat, it, that Christian becomes a victim on the earth. I repeat, that Christian becomes a victim on earth. And the demons can do anything with that Christian because they are totally left without a ministry in the spirit. Christian res, Christians responsible uh, responsible Christian did uh, the, the, the the Christian responsible did not pray through, and they remain a captive unwittingly. They don't realize it. They're on YouTube going, "Well, the Lord told me that Donald Trump's going to magically reappear in the White House." No, he didn't. Maybe you shouldn't be telling people that you and your husband watch porn in front of a thousand Christian listeners in public. 
right. Not naming names, but I'm naming behaviors for sure. Anyway, then the enemy sends his own angel. Get this. Then the enemy, Satan, sends his own angel as an angel of light. Remember, Paul said that Satan transforms himself. No wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. To this person. So they think they're hearing directly from God. And that is where the deception comes in. False visions. False prophecies. False leadership. I mean, Bleeding, guidance in a spirit, making wrong decisions of all type. And believe you me, that includes misinterpretation of the Bible by a long shot. Hallelujah. And many times this person is open to all kinds of attacks and bondages. <laughs> I'm living proof of this, folks. <laughs> okay. So the Lord has this way of anything that I preach Anything that I teach, anything that I talk about on the air, he makes me go through it. (laughs) I wish I didn't have to, but I guess it's part of getting smushed. You know, why is it that when we are crushed, that's a paradox, by the way. Scripture basically says, uh, you know, uh, when we are brought low, uh, we are stronger in the spirit. As a matter of fact, here, I'll, I'll read, you know, here's, here's the scripture. It's, uh, it says, um, there is therefore, oh, no, 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 this is the wrong one. I wonder if I got it a little bit higher up here. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I know I'm running low on time. I still want to do communion. Praise God. Okay. No, I'm, I'm not finding it. But anyway, there's uh, many of the scriptures, but they, it, one of them says, uh, you know, when, when we are brought, Paul said, Paul's explaining, when, when we are brought low, uh, you know, we, we, are, we are essentially uh, brought high in the spirit, you know. So, when, you know, so don't, don't be all bummed out when you're getting crushed by whatever problems you're going through because it actually raises you up in the spirit. And the reason for that, and I'm seeing my time is like totally running out, and I might go into overtime to do communion for the people on the podcast, but the people listening live, that would be kind of a bummer. But anyway, the reason why that, that – that's a paradox to the unbeliever. They, you, know, you can't be brought low and brought high at the same time. Well, yes, you can because here's the thing. When you're brought low – you're, you you seek God more. So the Christians out there, the, the you know all these millions out there that are going to start eventually someday seeing nuclear bombs going off. You know they think this pandemic. You know they actually believe it's a pandemic. They're going out, going and getting their vaccinations. If you don't think God's protecting them, <laughs> now maybe not all of them. Some of them God may be bringing them home. Isaiah fifty-seven verse one. Read it. But anyway. This is very important to understand because this, not only this, but it's not only this, but it's also the existence of the seducing spirits. Where Micaiah in 1 Kings twenty two nineteen saw uh, a spirit being come forward. There was a, a, an innumerable company of spirit beings, a pantheon of them, uh, all before God. And he was asking him, how are we going to make King Ahab fall at Ramoth Gilgad? And, and one spoke in one way and one spoke in another, and one stepped forward and said, I know, I will go down and become a lying spirit in the mouth of all of his, prof- all of his prophets. 
And our Father said, you shall and you will be successful. That is a seducing spirit. And Stanley Frodsham in the, in the 60s, the best friend of Smith Wigglesworth, uh, what prophesied one humongous mega prophecy. And that particular prophecy is the one about seducing spirits. And it's very clear that God is, there's a time that is coming, which is now, where he is also releasing seducing spirits upon the prophets. Now, why would he do that? Because he wants people to stop following man and follow him. I have to yell into the microphone, and, and forgive me, I didn't mean to freak anybody out, but goodness gracious sakes alive, what's the matter with us? <sighs> Hallelujah. You're never going to get out of that bubble of confusion until you stop watching these people on YouTube. Seek God. Praise Jesus. All right. Now, now at this point, we only have a few minutes to do communion, so we can't do the whole thing like I wanted to do with all the music and everything. So we're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> Praise God. You know the way I do it in the morning? Not every single morning, but almost every single morning. And I'm going to work my way back up there every single morning, me thinks. little Shakespeare there for you. But I close my eyes. I light a candle. It has nothing to do with Catholicism. It has to do with the room being very dark, and I want the candle lit so I can see what I'm doing. And I uh, I have a little crystal thing full of matzah, you know, which is unleavened bread. And uh, I have a, a bottle of wine that I buy from Israel. I get it from a, a place in the United States called um, kosherwines.com. Uh, I get the uh, Mount Hermon red. Uh, you know, I, I just like that one for, for doing communion. <clears throat> and then I... Uh, I also have the golden bowl of forgiveness that the Father gave me, and that's another testimony. It was impossible. couldn't have happened. had to be God. I know it was. I have it actually sitting right here. I'm touching it on the desk here with me. And I close my eyes, and I focus my eyes on Jesus. And I say, as if Jesus is talking to me, on the day in which I was betrayed, I took bread. And I broke it and gave thanks and said, here, take, John, take, Heather, take, whoever's out there, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Boy, does it become personal when you do that. This is my body, which is broken for you. Remembrance of me. And then I eat it. And by the way, I use the Exodus Blend Holy Oil from L-O-J. OIL.com, Lion the Judah Oil.com, from Sister Lindy, Lindsay. Oh, I'm sorry, Lindy Pierce. I use that, that Exodus oil to anoint. Everything gets anointed. Then, praise God, Jesus says to me, as, as I say the words, because it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, He says, This. And he took the cup after supper, saying, "This is the new, uh, this is the new covenant, new covenant, new covenant, new, 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 new. This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this every time you drink it 
in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat of this bread or drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Ani Lodori Vadori Li. I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. We made it in the nick of time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Praise your name. May this bless everyone who needs to understand these things, which I suspect is a lot. God bless you all. Good night. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you, we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life we are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride. To set her free Watch us as we trim our wicks Our lamps are full Our hearts are right Like those five white virgins we will be Your bride awaits sleep patiently Longing for that blessed sound that will rise. The church is gathered. We're praying that we're worthy, Lord, to join our family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth 
the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure until you come back for your bride to set it free. 